theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston, press to ATO. Three, two, one. The Eagle has arrived. How are you, Quinn? Doing grand, my love. How about you? I'm doing good. This is a reflection episode. I'm kind of excited about it. It makes me think about where we are, where we're going, where we've been. Ooh, I know. Deep. So this is uh, one of my favorite little uh, things where I surprise Quinn where she doesn't know what we're talking about. Nope. And we allow the conversation to flow. And I actually think this one's going to get quite deep. So the way that I came up with this idea was basically I saw a post and it was from a gentleman who just turned 35 and he was kind of reflecting on his journey to becoming 35 and where he is today. And it made me think because we're 34, we're almost 35. What is life? It's awesome. Here we go. Here's life what. gets better every year, guys. Don't don't be afraid of getting older. I think this is like I'm very excited for this. Now I'm intrigued. OK, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. It says 35 is hitting me a little differently than the past ones. As I grow older, I'm witnessing more and more how fragile life can be and how quickly everything can change. It makes me think a lot about if I'm living life to the fullest. I've often caught myself just passively riding the current of life without a real sense of direction. For better or worse, fantasizing about someday. Someday I'll get to do the things I've dreamt about. Someday things will change. Well, sadly, someday never comes for most people. And so then if I were to continue to read it, this is like his monumental moment where he's like going to go pursue his dream of hiking through the Mount, mountains in Japan, like Whoa, hundreds of miles. Oh, that's so amazing. So it is pretty cool. But like, that's an interesting thing that got him to get to the point where he's like, I'm going to do a four to five week. It's like 400 mile hike. Wow. through Japan and his journey to getting to that moment was turning 35 so I have a few questions for you yes what are your thoughts on passively just riding the current of life and is that what most do is that what we're doing what's the difference how do you tell if you're just doing that or if you're actually actively swimming or however you paddling out you know what I mean yeah it's a good question I mean first of all I'll just say like my first reaction is I, I find it very interesting to learn about what like triggers individuals to kind mm. of get that new fresh per, that perspective of like life is happening every day. Yeah. And I need to take advantage of that. A bit of a mind shift. Yeah. A, a perspective of, you know, yeah. I mean, and life is delicate. That's not, nothing new. Right. But right. it takes a while. Sometimes I think for us all, we're all on our own different journeys um, in life. And it, you know, it, it hits people differently at different ages as to like, what they should do with their life. Like yeah. if, what are you actually doing? You have one life, you have so many trips around the sun. No one knows when, you know, um, it's, it's over. So yeah. Like I think that you're, you're course, death. well, yeah, but yeah, I, I think that you can't help, but you know, when you're getting older it, to reflect on that, obviously, cause mm-hmm. you know, it just means one year's past. Um, so anyways, I think that your question about, you know, are we riding the current, you know, are we just going through life or, you know, are we really intentional with our life every day is kind of the question. Yeah. And and you don't have to answer it in reflection necessarily of us, but how do you know when you're being passive and you're just allowing the current to take you wherever versus you're acknowledging that you're actually going towards 
some direction of your choice. Even yeah. if you are swimming against the current often, it, 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 I, I sometimes think it's difficult to know if you're really actively going after those big goals. Like it's not always like super obvious, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and everyone's got different goals too, right? You know, like, I mean, some people like his was, you know, going and hiking for, for weeks in Japan. Right. And that's mm-hmm. something that I don't really have any interest in, but if like, that's what he wanted, like that's what matters. Right. And so right. it's like about, I think it's about shifting your perspective of intentionally living life. Like what are you doing mm. right now? And, and are, is that aligned with what you really want? in this time that you have. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that it's, it's sometimes it's hard to know sometimes, honestly, like just riding the current and just kind of being complacent is a part of the process too. Mm, that's I do. Pretty th- good too. I do think that's part of the process sometimes. So you mm. kind of have to get your, get to a point where you realize you're living in complacency that you actually aren't, you're just kind of going with emotions, right? Mm. You're on autopilot. And if that's, if you're happy in autopilot, that's one thing. But if you're realizing you're not really excited to do what you're doing and you're in autopilot, then, you know, it sometimes takes getting, like doing that and then reaching a certain point. Like I said, that trigger, that like inflection point of like something's got to change. And I don't know what that is. Some, it, it's different for every single person, right? But I right. think that whatever it takes to get you there is an important thing sooner than later. So you brought up an interesting idea that I'm, I'm very curious about your thoughts on you mentioned that sometimes people are happy just riding the current and that's like a good life you know like for for some in their perspective do you think that the majority of people on earth feel that way do you think that the majority of people don't feel that way or do you think it's a small group like i think there are definitely people who are happy just riding the current of life you know yeah well i think that there's like okay so it's hard to generalize this statement and I don't actually have any data, right? I don't have yeah, any numbers. Is... So it's like, it's difficult when someone asks questions like that. I think both of our, like our ears perk up and it's like, well, I can't really make a generalized statement on this. No, you know, it's this opinion. Is anecdote. Yeah, this is total opinion. Um, yeah, I think that really what, what really matters is, is how, um, how comfortable you are. I, I, maybe not comfort. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it's not comfort. So I think about like Buddhist monks, right? And, and a lot of what they try to do is reach like a certain level of enlightenment where they're just being, right? There's yeah. no, they're like, there's no feelings, emotions that are, you know, like they're trying to just be, yeah. right? They remove the reward and therefore they remove the pain. Exactly. You know? Right. So they're trying to be neutral. And um, I do find, you know, we've met some people um, who are, I don't know, inspiring in their own way where they're just, they're happy with themselves. And, and that to me is what it's all about. It doesn't matter. I mean, to us, we, ha- we have like really high achieving goals and, 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 and things that we want to, we want to do. Right. And I yeah. think a lot of people, um, have those same things. Right. But I also find it, it's, it, this is particularly with older individuals who are just very comfortable with who they are and the life that hmm. they've led led right and I think to me when I'm of an older age where I can't you know be out and about and doing all the things that I you know can do right now I think well what would be the best you know perspective for me to have would just be wow reflecting on a really well-lived life and just being happy with what I where I am right Mm -hmm. letting my hair go gray because that's what's happening you know like I feel like there's a lot of power of just 
of being content with who you are and what you do and what you've done, right? Yeah. So that I think is a little bit different than someone who's maybe going through a time in their life where they are just, you know, going through life autopilot, just, you know, getting their paycheck or whatever it is that they're doing, but they're not very happy. They're not content, right? It's really mm. all about... That's a, that's a little blurry line though. That's interesting. Yeah, and that's where I feel like that is that why it's so difficult to generalize because it is a very internal individual subjective mm-hmm. feeling of like are you proud of who you are of what you're doing right i think it goes existentially like you know what is your what is one's purpose um and that is a really difficult thing to think about but it's something for sure i i know you and i talk about all the time is like you know purpose intentionally driven life mm-hmm. right where there's reasons behind the things that you do the the information that you consume, the research that you're, you know, learning about, the things that you're learning about, the people you surround yourself with, it's all very much interconnected in yeah. a way. So, yeah, I just, I think that one of the, one of the key things is just being content. And it's, that is, content is kind of a weird word too, because content can also be complacent, but as long as you're happy, that's what really matters Ooh, most. I think that's probably what we're trying to get to is the difference between being content and being complacent. Yeah. Because content is not a bad word at all. But yeah. complacent kind of has a negative connotation to it. Like, sure. Like it's not progressive at all. But content is like being happy with where you're at. It's almost like being present and trying to find that balance of being present because we all need to be present at times. For sure. But also not being satisfied to motivate you to keep going further than what you, you know, ideally believe you can accomplish right, is an amazing thing. To me, that's like the whole, I don't know, this is where we're getting very opinionated and very personal, but that's the purpose of life in our opinion is to go beyond what not only others can't comprehend, but way beyond what you even believe in is possible. Yeah. 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 I think that the word content almost kind of implies that you're leaving stuff on the table, right? Like your mm. complacency. Yeah. It does imply that there's potential there that's not being realized. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so I think that's where the negative connotation is for us personally. Right hmm. now. I don't think that everyone is, you know, just as motivated and, and highly driven, but there are a lot of people out there who are right. Yeah. And so it would drive a lot of us crazy if we were just complacent. I mean, I, I it, for me, whenever I Whenever I experience complacency in some small dose of way of a way, mm-hmm. it drives me insane. Yeah. Right. It drives it, me insane about like any if I'm on a team and there's complacency involved, I'm like, what what's going on here? Let's come on, let's let's light the fire up. We got yeah. this. You I know, I was gonna ask for an example. That was pretty good. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> like we're working on a project and and but you know, it's 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 interesting also if when you kind of take into consideration, you know, the cultural, where, where you're from and where, how, where you've been raised and the cultural, you know, hmm. uh, standards and expectations that one um, kind of takes to, right? Mm. And I would say, you know, for us, we were very, you know, globally minded. We've traveled a lot. We've lived in a lot of different places. We've really, anytime we travel, we are really trying to understand the culture and the people around us. Right. as much as possible, which has been amazing because you realize the more you travel around, the more we have, we all have so much more in common than, than we have, you know, that makes us different. Yeah. But there are differences, I think. And I think about, you know, certain people who have been born in, in different places where maybe, you know, like economic wealth or, or well-being is not 
a given thing, right? It's not something mm-hmm. that is embedded within their own economy or their own culture. That it's like it's all very uncertain and difficult to kind of get, you know, to that next level for yourself. Yeah. So I'm I'm t- I'm taking this question and this like concept and topic really kind of in a macro sense of like trying to take into consideration a lot of other places that we've lived and how others' realities are very different from ours. But um, you know, because I think when we talk about these things, we we are very much talking about you know kind of like the american mindset of mm-hmm. you know you are free yeah. you are a self-sovereign individual you right. know with certain um given freedoms and rights um and that's not the case for everyone around yeah, it's the world a bit, it's a bit micro and a bit it privileged is. of a mindset honestly yeah i mean we use that word privilege all the time i do think that it is a privilege i mean and uh, but we also say you know if you can if you have been you know lucky enough to get a certain lottery ticket in life that you didn't choose yourself, then you should do whatever you can to, um, you know, realize your own potential, but then also lift others up around the world along the way. I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of, you know, our kind of our ethos and our focus on a lot of the things that we do is it's great to have, uh, achievements and, um, accolades. We don't really care about accolades, but I mean, I would say just achieving certain things that are beyond your own imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we've talked about this all the time about like when, when you achieve for us, it's not about money, right? It's not, Mm -mm. that's not the motivating driver, but I always, we, we ask this question a lot. Like if you were to achieve something and you, and that meant you have financial freedom and and wealth or whatever, what would you do with that money? Right. Right. To me, it's just the question of, even if someone says their motivation is money, the question should be well, what are you going to do with that money? Right. Because it's not like, is is the motivation really to just have all the money in the bank? But then for what? You yeah. still have to have a reason for having the you money You do. There. Exactly. Well, and I think that this example, this this guy who you just read, you know, read the excerpt about um, wanting to go in and hike. Like, I think that really, if you really dig down deep into what do you want to do before you go, it really usually has nothing to do with money. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's like what experiences in life are you still seeking out, right? Wh- where do you want to, what else do you want to do? What what else, where else do you want to go? Um, and I think that, you know, complacency is not necessarily always job related either. It's about yeah. like what kind of a life are you living and is that really what you want? Because well, if you have agency and you have the freedom to be able to do so, why wouldn't you? Hmm. Given the fact that so many people around the world don't have that same freedom. Right. You know, so it's really, it's, it's, I know it's kind of a deep, it, this is a very deep topic for well, sure. Well, I think that it's, that, that's how we do it. We, we like to go deep with this stuff. Yeah. I mean, if, if we didn't like talking deep, then we could talk about, then this would be boring. But yeah. I'm trying to like have deep conversations and push ourselves. I mean, that's kind of reflective of this whole conversation. Push ourselves further than maybe even we're comfortable discussing yeah. on our program. But I, I wanted to go back because you were talking about money, but when we do reflect on the posts that I was reading, his is almost like a motivation to live a great story. And sometimes I think that might be, I don't know, like the, defining the motivation in itself could, could be so complex. I mean, you yeah. can, it, it's fully customizable. It's fully based on your perspective. And I sometimes think that living a life that becomes an epic story, something that when it's explained, people are like, wow, that's amazing, is a really incredible part of living to the living it up to the fullest. Yeah. So I do understand why there's so many people who put this uh, threshold of 
climbing Mount Everest as something that they have to do before they die. And something like that becomes their story. If you climb Mount Everest, I don't know, what else did you do? Did you go to outer space? Like what's, what (laughs) what do you do to top that one? So it's, it becomes your, your monumental life story, but that one's almost like a, um, almost like color in uh, the picture with the numbers. You yeah, know, it's almost like by step numbers. by step. Yeah, but you can customize your own story to be whatever you want it to be. But what's the one thing that when you're in a large meeting and they say introduce yourself and say one interesting thing about you, mm. what do you want that to be? Yeah, and what I mean, I recently had that moment where they were like. They were like, what's the most interesting thing about you? Which is such an awkward question. Yeah. But I definitely, like, I had a lot of options of what, like, it was hard for me to pick which one I wanted to say. And I just, like, I just went with, like, the life out of the box because I think it's such a cool story that we just, like, gave up everything. Yeah. And went after it. PhD was secondary, which I'm very proud of my PhD, but I didn't want that to be the most interesting thing about me yeah it's definitely not the most interesting about I, I think that a lot of times that, that question of what's the most interesting thing about you is actually pretty cool because it does kind of I think put aside it almost forces you to put aside any titles or accolades which I think a lot of people use especially when it's like what do you do well you want to immediately the the reciprocated response is usually wanting to impress that person. Like, oh, let me show you everything that I've done. You know, like, let let me show you how hard I've worked to like get to this level. And that's where you're like, oh, I'm a VP or I'm a senior or whatever, or I'm a PhD, I have a PhD or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. We use these things as status symbols to kind of like record like what we've actually done, right? To other people and for people externally to be able to categorize us yeah. In a Titles certain way. They are weird. But when you say what's the in- most interesting thing about you, that is a good question, I think. And, mm-hmm. and I would also agree if I were to be asked that question, I would definitely say the life out of the box. Like that was a monumental shift in our life. That yeah. we In our mindset too. In our mindset. Once we did that, we were never the same. Mm-hmm. We were, that, that was like, I mean, PhD. Same could be argued for the PhD. For though. sure. Uh, especially mine, you know, like just mindset wise and perspective wise in terms of knowledge and research and science and stuff like that. That was huge. But I don't think most people get that right away. I think Hmm. most people don't really understand what the PhD really represents. A a lot of people have this idea of like, oh, it just means you went to school for a really long time or, (laughs) oh, you... (laughs) It it does mean that. Or, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, We we try to shorten it as much as we can. We could, but Hmm. um, it it also means, oh, you're academic, right? No, not really. Well, oh, you probably think that you're smarter than me because you got this, right? Hmm. And there's there's lots of different ways that someone could interpret a a PhD. (laughs) Well, I think that, honestly, when a title is... um, of a level, it, it instantly makes people, if, if you've only, I, I, the PhD was really hard, okay? It's not like it's an easy thing, and yeah. it was an opportunity was that was presented miserable. to us. It was pretty miserable, yeah, for the most part. We had great people along the way. We had great advisors and, and people in our cohorts and students that helped make it awesome too, you know, yeah. but it was really, really difficult. Very. We don't share that with a lot of people because it's not something that a lot of people can empathize with. But mm-hmm. one thing that a lot of people can empathize with is quitting their job because they can imagine it. Like yeah. imagine themselves in that, right? They can't imagine what a, what going through a PhD is like because most people don't even know someone with a PhD, right? That's interesting. I don't know if that's necessary. Like can people really imagine quitting their jobs 
taking all their money and just risking it to start a business well, I think more that, so than quitting their job and going after a PhD? Well, I think that maybe it's just more exciting. I don't know. Mm, it's more exciting it and is, just yeah. more, it sounds more fun. There's it. adventure with it. It's not about, yeah, it's not about just being so cerebral and, and being focused on, you know, you know, contributing to science and, and knowledge and whatnot, because yeah. it, it's interesting. I, I've heard a lot of, a lot of perspectives of, you know, what it's like to do a PhD and they're usually pretty wrong. Actually, hmm. it's not like it's an undergrad education all over again was. at a higher level. Yeah. It would have been, been more fun. We, you know, we were creating the curriculum for undergrad. Um, but the PhD actually like actually gave a, a lot more freedom in some ways in terms of like, what do you really want to learn about and contribute to? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyways, I think that the life out of the box, experience though sharing that as the most interesting is something that is in a way more relatable because maybe someone couldn't go to apply and get a phd i mean we got we got full scholarships to do our phds like we that was a really amazing thing that was something being from california we didn't even know there was funding to be able to do that right Mm -hmm. that's really really hard to get especially you know in the uc system like that's where i went to undergrad and it was like that's impossible to get you know it's very 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 hard and competitive well it's it's difficult everywhere regardless no it really it really is but it was just that perspective that didn't allow us to understand that it is available, right? And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't really have that either yet. And we're not try- here to try to convince people to go get their PhDs. Actually, at the end of it, really think that, you know, you don't really even need a formal education necessarily. I think that it's best to get one for sure, but you don't need one in order to like really pursue what you're so passionate about. Well, right? your education, I think let's just bring it all back. The education should not be your most interesting story. About right? You. Yeah, I agree. And the reason maybe why... I chose to do life out of the box as my, this is my introduction to who I am, is because it is the most epic story of our life where we just lived, like, kind of just dove head first into it. And so when I'm looking at this guy who's turned 35 and said, this is, this is going to be my next adventure or my big adventure, most difficult journey he's ever been on, yeah. four to five weeks, that's his that that's going to be his most interesting thing. And like, how do you top that after that? I'm sure he you will. I, I mean, I, I, you can. Are we? What's our Yeah, I think that we're, I think that we're on the pursuit of continuing that adventure now mm-hmm. too, right? We were along the way, we were given opportunities that we felt like it was, it was best for us at the time to pursue those opportunities. And I have absolutely no regrets. I think that they were the best um, given the situations at the time and yeah. definitely and have helped us right now. contributing to the next more epic story. Exactly. Also in a weird way, and this is kind of stemmed from my research about categorization theory is like, I think that when you say a, a PhD or education or title, like in work that you have achieved, I think that's just easy for people to categorize. And then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's it. I, that's easy for me to categorize. Got it. And then moving on. But if you say I quit my job, and I quit and sold everything and moved to Nicaragua to start a social venture, which would lead us on a three-year journey throughout Central America and all the way to Northern Africa, you know, like working with artisans and nonprofits. And we created a job where we had the best job in the world of giving school supplies to kids all around the world. Like, that's the coolest job ever. Yeah. Who, we, like, that wasn't a job that I thought was possible when I graduated from UC Davis as an undergrad, right? But mm-hmm. we created it. It wasn't necessarily a job that was available easily to apply for. It was something we created ourselves. So right. I think that there just are a lot, it's more difficult to categorize that story because it is unique. 
in its own respect and that there's a lot hmm. more follow-up of like, wait, what? Tell me more, right? How well, did you do this? Here, right? let's, bring the, let's bring this further into your research because your research emphasized that it, it should be novel to grab the attention yeah. to make it interesting, but it can't be too novel. Can you think of a type of story that's like too extreme or does that just not correlate with what your findings of your dissertation uh, were presented? Well, I, my, yeah, my research was really more focused on designs of things, right? So the novelty mm-hmm. of, of designs of websites or of products or design in general like think about like let's look around you everything is a design in some respect right and what makes one actually attracted to that and it does require a bit of novelty but not too much where it's confusing right yeah so what about the design of someone's life or the design of their life story can it be too novel where someone it it, people just can't understand it because it's so radical and therefore it like loses interest it's not as exciting or adventurous because it's unrelatable perhaps yeah it's a good question i in my own experience when i'm talking to someone or a group of individuals um right away i can tell who is captivated and who is just kind of like "Eh, i don't really know and for whatever Hmm. reason i don't know what the "Eh, i don't really know about this whatever that means from that person is a whole nother conversation but i think that interestingly enough when we tell that story and someone whoever's on that receiving end of us saying, you know, telling our story about life out of the box, what we did, if there's intrigue and they're captivated by it, it, in a weird way, over time, by talking with them even more, it's almost like something within our story connects and resonates with them really a lot. Like, I think that that is probably one of the reasons why that is, like I said, it's more um, relatable in a way with someone who maybe is wanting to travel and who hasn't really traveled very much, right? Mm. Or someone who has a giving heart and wants to, you know, give back in some way, but doesn't really know how to do that, right? There's yeah. there's lots of different layers in that story that connect with someone that is, you know, it hits at the core of what they really, really want, but they haven't been able to verbalize it. Right. They haven't been able to see it hmm. in another individual that is just talking with them right there in, in real life, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, the pursuing a PhD is not something that's on everyone's bucket list, right? But I think living in a different uh, country, traveling Mm -hmm. to different countries, giving in a way that is really impactful and sharing that with others. And and there's there's a lot of proof online. (laughs) You can verify it, right? Which I think is a really big thing. It's about, you know, how did you do that? I don't understand. How does one do that, Mm -hmm. right? And it's actually easier than I think most people think, but it really has a lot to do with, yeah, having a bit of courage and really understanding why you're doing it and just mm. going for it. Sometimes there are moments in life where you just have to do it, right? Yeah. And not think too much about it, not get into analysis paralysis. And I would hmm. say that of all the things that we've done was it wasn't impulsive because there was a lot of research done behind it. A lot of planning. A lot of planning, a lot of internal reflection of like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. So we understood why. We didn't know what to expect. But I think that like we said before, the magic lies when you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And that is definitely an example of, I think, pretty much anyone. There are very few people who, when we talk with them about this, it's like, oh, yeah, I've done that too. That's cool. <laughs> you know, it, it's not, it's just, it's just. That's pretty rare. A, an interesting, interesting maybe is correlated with uniqueness or rarity. I don't know. But yeah. I, I think that we are also on the pursuit of, of figuring out what's next for us as well. Mm-hmm. And Things are opening up in a way that I felt they were when we were doing life out of the box as well, where 
there's a lot of uncertainty there, but we're working really, really hard. And obviously there are external constraints given what we're still living through, the world is in this um, age of the pandemic. But, you know, really just trying to stay true to who you are. I think sometimes it is really difficult in this life over the years to really do the things that you want to do, like really be Mm. true to who you really are. And I think that at 35, that guy's reflection is kind of like reflecting back on who am I really? Who do like, I love what you said. Like, what story do I want my life to tell? Mm -hmm. Right. I think that it is very story based. It makes sense when, when, when someone's learning about something, the best way to communicate that is usually through a story. Yeah. Because we as humans have evolved and we've been telling stories for a really long time. And it's a lot more relatable when you're telling a story. And I think that there's a story behind life out of the box. And that's part of the intrigue, right? Whereas the story of the PhD is like, there was an opportunity there and this is what it was, right? Yeah. And it was difficult and that was a big part of our life. But I think that the story for most people is most interesting when someone is really, truly, I think out there on the edge, just trying to do something and mm. that's different, hmm. but that is intrinsically who they really are, right? Is, mm. is not being Pretty complicated. Well, it's just not being constrained by, you know, the things that other people want you to do or the things that you think you should yeah, be doing. It's right? gotta be from you. Yeah. That's, this is, I didn't think, I didn't know how this was going to go, but we went pretty deep, pretty we quick, did. but I'm very curious. I have a lot more questions, but I think this is a good time for us to end it, end it, say yeah. goodbye to our friends, let them think about this. Well, I think that I just I want a lot more to think. Well, I do too. I think that the last thing I just want to ask our friends was to like, end this podcast with is like, what's the story of your life? You know what mm. like you still have, if you, you still have time, I mean, we all have time. We just don't know how long of your life. <laughs> yeah. So uh, life is delicate, but if you're, if the story of your life isn't what you want it to be, then do something to make that change and mm. create the story that you want to be able to tell of your life. So beautiful. just reflect on that. And we look forward to talking to you all tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.